The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a daily Chattacentric podcast designed to be entertaining, informative, and give you more information than a four-hour either a local or a syndicated radio morning show or a three-hour TV show in a more entertaining manner. And I think that we have achieved that goal. And we were talking about it yesterday. We've been doing this for seven months now. Yeah. Seven months. And they said it would never last. That's right. Um, I'm not going to say it's been easy. It's easy it's hitting that fun. particular goal. I mean, hitting, accomplishing the goal of delivering more information right. than your standard radio or TV morning show. There's no doubt about that, but 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 still having to get up and drag everybody in here and got all these, you know, disparate personalities with their strange lifestyles. Brian, the youngest curmudgeon <laughs> That's ever. True. That's and very you true. You and your crazy kids and cats. And I know. Russell's always out sick. <laughs> Actually, he's hardly ever out sick, but he is today. So, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, just the the show itself is the easy part. I know yeah. it's fu- it's fun. You know, we get here and get this That's done. That's the absolute yeah. most simple part of yeah. it all. It is. I still, you know, just it's everything else. It sucks and hard. <laughs> it's pe- <laughs> explaining to people like me what a podcast is and yeah. and why I would do it and where they could find it. People like me, my own peer group, right? You know. Uh, that's that's the tough part, but you know, y- you guys can help us do that. Thank you very much, uh, and, and your comments are always welcome. So the number here, we do have a phone number. If you want to leave a voicemail or send a text, Brian will check it out. Three zero one nine two two nine. Maybe he'll check it. Quality time. No, maybe they'll is, call and text. This is our presenting <laughs> sponsor, and we're very proud to have them on board. And uh, before we get you know going today, and again. Russell is is absent and he's got an excused absence and that's okay. We'll be we'll be all right. You'll bring a note um, tomorrow. Would would you do a, a quick check for me and make sure that this is correct? If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the 23rd anniversary of the Columbine shooting. Not that I'm going to go linger there for any particular reason. What day just, is it? It just is just amazing. It's 420. To me. Well, but well, this is 421. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. I believe it was 420. It was, it was 419 420. or 420. Okay, all right. Uh, it just, it just, you know, it was the thing. It was one of those things we would never forget. Yeah. You know, that eventually we kind of just, you know, forgot. I guess this time. Four twenty ninety nine. Yeah, a <clears throat> couple of, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, when we were still doing the Nuga Radio thing, we talked about the date and the importance of the date and how this, this three day period, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. There's so many things that have happened it was also hitler's birthday we did bring up hitler on yesterday's show but something totally different uh by the way that that makes a comeback here in just a little bit uh the editorial on the Times side of the uh, opinion section of our local paper did address the hitler comment my god uh absolutely phenomenal uh also i just wanted to ask a question and this is this is this is not important it's not newsworthy Probably not worth taking up y'all's time, but I just I, I was going to get the the three way poll here, but I'll just get you two guys. If somebody says bromance, yes. If 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 somebody says, oh, you and you and so and so, your bromance is so cute. Yes. Is that 
is that really innocent or is that actually suggesting that there is no, something it's innocent more? it's innocent it is yes for sure absolutely well i don't use that terminology in any aspect of my oh, life neither I, do i, I. it doesn't it's make you a younger... a, it doesn't make you a bromosexual i guess well, oh, oh my god <laughs> I mean, i'm just asking no oh, that's, not, that's not an accusation that's no, what i'm saying it just means your buddies because that's that's somebody like bosom buddies. Somebody, somebody used that with me and one of my friends the other day and i, I was that's I, I sort of took umbrage no, don't. No, I, I, it's completely I, I, innocent. I always felt like it, it had homoerotic, you know. I don't know what's going on in your brain. Well, nobody ever does, including <laughs> okay, me. Fine. So, I mean, I know I'm saying I, I don't think I've ever used the term. I mean, once upon a time, that might be true, but it's become pretty part so of it, the vernacular. It's all, it's all, it's all good. I would right. think so. I just, yeah. Look I it up in the urban dictionary. No, no, I don't, I don't have to. I mean, I once upon a time, I swore I wouldn't ever say bro, period, and it's yeah. turned into the new dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, dude. It was, it, was, right. it was bra. I say bro and bra all the bra time. all the time. My yeah. kids call me bro. Um, <laughs> that would annoy me. <laughs> probably no use in bringing this up without Russell, but I wanted to, I, I meant to say it yesterday, we did watch uh, The Batman the other night, and uh, there, don't I, spoil and, and it. I, I'm not going to spoil it. I will just let's see. Just uh, Batman wins and the bad guy loses. <laughs> no. Believe it or not. Uh, Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> it's it's as, Pattinson is hot in it, right? As Batman, he's awesome. <laughs> as Bruce Wayne, he's a pouty, goth, you know, spoiled rich kid. I mean, Who? exactly like you would expect him to play. Okay. Um, the Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz, is fantastic. Who, who yeah, I Who? mean Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne was fantastic. Michael Keaton was a he was great the, he was Batman. The, he was the playboy. I mean that's it, and that they tried to you know that was it. Bruce Wayne was a very very messed up individual. Well, yeah, think about it. And that's one of the things that Heath Ledger's Joker played on. You yeah. can't you don't go around pretending to be a bat at night, saying you're going to foil you know villains. You don't have any superpowers mm-hmm. in a world where there are superpowered creatures in the DC universe. Superman's real. And you know, and 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 you and be normal. There's something really wrong with you, right? And Adam West in the original yeah, show, sure. right. they they argued about whether or not he would be a normal guy or if he would be bookish and mm-hmm. and hide inside his mansion. Mm-hmm. He is the one that argued that he should be a playboy, that okay. he should be a, a swinging single, you yeah. know, '60s guy, Hugh right. Hefner style, you know, dude. Okay. Which is, I guess, they got away with that as best they could back in the day. Mm-hmm. No, but Pattinson is definitely he's. He's brooding, stick to himself, sort of. But no, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is fantastic. She's not completely gorgeous. evil yet. She's this is by far the best she's ever looked in a role. Yeah. And she changes her appearance dramatically from mm-hmm. role to role. She has that that ability. Um, Colin Farrell is the Penguin. Also, not completely. He's evil, but not the evil mastermind that he becomes. Not the comic villain that he becomes later on. He's just a gangster. But you cannot recognize him mm-hmm. as the penguin, and my God, the Riddler, the Riddler, Paul Dano as is it Dano or Dano? It's Dano, and Dano. he's fantastic in he, everything. He is terrifying. Yeah, as the Riddler, I mean, literally terrifying. Wow, so Heath Ledger was terrifying as the Joker. I, I but that's what I'm saying. He did the same thing for the Riddler. Yeah. The Joker makes a tiny cameo at the very end. It doesn't spoil anything. To let you know that. And and Andy Serkis, the guy that played Gollum. Mm-hmm. And King Kong is always dressed behind the 3D, you know, uh, three whatever they call it, CGI, you know, equipment stuff like that. He plays Alfred and does a very good job. Just just getting a plug in for it since it, you know, already is the most successful movie of the year. Well, I'm uh, going to get a plug in. I want to get a plug in for the Outlaws on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it yet, 
make that your priority. It's we'll do great. It. All right, uh, with Russell absent, we will go straight to Dave Hooker's sports right now. Appreciate you guys listening. I wasn't incredibly surprised when I saw $9 million for three years of a starting quarterback in the SEC. And while a lot of people think that's Tennessee, it may or may not be. But the new numbers are even more surprising. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. How about for a three-star offensive lineman, $300,000 in NIL money? And when does it actually stop? I mean, what point... Do we say that player's just not worth it? I can tell you that every college signing class that I've covered, 50% were very good. 50% barely made the roster or were gone in no time. That's a heck of an expense and a risk for a business that's trying to get a little bit of play of a player that could show up on campus and be super great or super anonymous. So... Spend your money, enjoy it, don't spend it wisely because you're not doing that at this point. But as for corporations that continue to overpay for NIL prospects, it's getting pretty bizarre because the latest report has $300,000 going to a three-star defensive lineman. Gosh, we probably all get a shot for that. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Have a fantastic day, everyone. If you or anyone you know, somebody in your family, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, struggling with alcohol and drug addiction, please get in contact with the good folks at Cadis, who are sponsors of this very podcast. And they've been doing wonderful, wonderful work in this community for 57 years now. Regardless of your ability to pay, check out the website for details. They take 10 care of third-party commercial insurance. State grant beds are available for those who qualify. There's just no use in, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, give Cadis a call. And they have a track record that rivals any reform program, rehabilitation program anywhere in the country. We ought to be very, very proud of the fact that they are in our neck of the woods. And they are the sponsors of the Upfront Wrap-Up, where we try to give you as much news as we can in a very short amount of time here in the beginning, as opposed to wrapping up at the end of the show. That way you can go on about your business if you're just in it for the news. All right. Let's start off with the big local story being Chattacentric. And it's big in in, in my eyes. And it's big in in the the eyes and the ears of most of the people that I know because there was a huge texting bomb that went off last night when I guess the news hit late yesterday afternoon. I think Channel 9 might have broken it. Uh, And the Free Press has it on page B4 and an article no bigger than, than a matchbook. But former city councilman and mayoral candidate and just general community leader Erskine Oglesby has been, he was arrested. I'm going to say for shoplifting, even though they do not use that term, he took items from a store without paying. Yes. Is what it says on the arrest report. Right. Now, that could be shoplifting. It could be grand larceny. If it's over $10,000, I don't know what store and I don't know what items. 
And apparently that's the way the Times Free Press folks looked at it. We don't have any details, so therefore we're going to bury the story. That's not a story you bury. No. I mean, he he came very close to winning the mayor's race. Right. And remember, and he was one of the first ones to throw his support behind Mayor Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we had others who lingered for weeks trying to play some game, maybe trying to maneuver themselves into some sort of sweet, you know, position. Well, Erskine did get a position, as a matter of fact. He is now on paid administrative leave, and he is the deputy administrator of community development. And I can't give you any more details than that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about shoplifting, kleptomania, a little bit later on the show. But, I mean, I, I have always liked Erskine, and I've had many interviews with him and have run into him several times on social occasions. And, and you know, we have this, this tendency, it's not just us in this community, but it's the, as a nation, when somebody achieves notoriety in a good way, they achieve a position of influence. They, we don't, they don't call them influencers. They call them leaders of the black community well-known black local black leader Erskine Oglesby it's unfair and it's weird and sometimes it's It's self-proclaimed as I've seen many times in the you know 30 years that I've been doing talk radio I don't think he was necessarily a self-proclaimed anything other than what he did Mm -hmm. but it's it's a rather stunning story and he might not be guilty I have absolutely no idea but I thought that story placement was really 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 strange and what you're seeing here is a perfect example of our media in this town being afraid to show that they got beat to a story, so they bury it. Now, yeah, three or four days later, perhaps. it'll be back on the front page because right. they'll have some little angle that's only theirs, mm-hmm. and so then they can own the story. But if they get beat to the punch on a story, they don't cover it because it's clear that they're following somebody else's lead, which is really a crappy way to do business. Yeah, it, it was opinion. one of the top stories this morning in this morning's news tv news well um another local story we'll just kind of just stick here for a little bit uh, since russell's gone i'll do what i can to fill in uh one man dead after a cop chase from ringgold uh the caduce county to gordon county i think you mentioned that yesterday uh lawsuit deadline is approaching for those who were injured at the harbor lights marina was it zoys zoys what they renamed that place after it's had several names in the past the debt collapse last yeah. year yeah you know that you got it you generally have a year to file a lawsuit and and get in on it and they are now see mark warren warren and griffin is is they've cast out their fishing net and i'm not using that in a negative sense i'm just saying you know if you were among them and you have not joined this class action suit you better do it quickly um just heard that the uh, Wapaka Foundry up in Etowah is closing down a lot of their production facilities. Kind of odd timing considering the fact that we have federal dollars being flooded into small rural markets now to keep production jobs going. But I guess, you know, they saw the writing on the wall. They have to do what they got to do. Um, on a national level, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is going to some of the G20 meetings, but is going to avoid other G20 meetings, is trying her best to not ever bump into or rub shoulders with or have any actual conversations with or even acknowledge the presence of the Russian ambassador, of their economic secretary or whatever his title is. I'm going to assume it's probably a he coming from Russia. Um, Meghan and Harry back in England for the Invictus Games. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know what the Invictus Games are, you can look it up. They actually did a movie called Invictus uh, at a time when the country was struggling and very split 
and it actually brought South Africa and the English overlords of South Africa at the time, because uh, it was a colony, together in a way that had never been done before. And this is Harry's real pet project. This, this is where is his, his passion, project. passion the lies. The Invictus Games is, a, is it's like the Olympics for ex-military who have been either injured in the line of duty or not in the line of duty, but were in the military, whether that's physical or emotional. And I'll, I mean, since you're our resident, you know, Royals watcher, uh, <laughs> Harry did go and visit, you know, grandma, uh, the queen. But he had to go see his dad first. Had to go see his dad. And imagine, oh, I would like to have been a fly on the wall for that one. I right? don't know. But it, I don't It may be one of the more boring, you know, showdowns in history, uh, just considering the I way that Charles they, they do. Charles is an interesting guy. You think behind closed doors, they actually raised their voices and shouted at each other and called each other SOBs and stuff? Yes. You reckon? Yeah, I really do. I definitely think Harry does. Absolutely, I think Harry's he got does. a scrap in him at all times. He um, did a he he did a very interesting interview with Hoda Kotb. He said that he now considers America his home. Yeah, and it sounds as he said it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Right, but I I truly feel that way. Yeah, I thought they were living in in, in in British Vancouver. No, they moved to California. Okay, I don't understand uh, what the other than I get it's the royal family, but. What has he left on the table by saying, I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm guaranteed nothing out of this. Unless he, somebody what, what, slaughters I, the whole family, I, I I'm guaranteed. He loses actually, his title. Actually, I mean, he so, already Okay, has. so what? He, he, he's he loses, still the same dude. They, they've stripped him of everything. Money. He's still yeah. celebrity. Yeah, they, but he, he loses his his royal his royalties. He loses. He doesn't. He doesn't have protection anymore. He right? can't sell books. He can't get. He can't figure out a way to make all this money oh, back. Oh yeah. He's made ways. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so, so if it's is it just it's just money. It's money and title. But he's this, it, he's still Prince Harry. He Jesus, is, come yeah, on, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, and he, he always still, will be. Right. He always which, will be. Which, which gives him nothing but just an income revenue source. He's not, he will not, unless, again, unless we go Game they're of Thrones, not, they're not he's gonna, never going to be anything other than just. They're not going to let the little brother who, the street. The little brother who couldn't do, who you know, the, the yeah. little brother who had no chance. Well, at this point, there's so many children ahead of him in line you know, of becoming king. Yeah. It would have to be Game of Thrones on acid. It would have to be slaughtered. It would have to literally right. be Dragon Slayer, you know, yeah. time. Like, so like, so like if, he, if he's tired of his dumb family, go hang out in California. Yeah, well, that's I what say, go, well, yeah. go I mean, him. He takes after his mother. He doesn't have to do much anything. I think Megan, all she has to do is write one child, children's book a year. Yeah, you know, exactly. and she'll, she'll she'll be fine. Right. Um, the um, uh, back back here locally, just for a second, we did have a deadly fall from the bridge over at the homeless camp on Eleventh Street, and the pace that they are now picking up rapidly to move the people out of that encampment, the homeless folks out of that encampment, um, is pretty remarkable. They say there will be none left on Eleventh Street by the end of May. Which means that it, it's going to get down to real nut cutting time. It's going to it's going to get ugly. They're going to be actually picking tents up and carrying them out. But I mean, they say it's actually spilling into the streets. That if okay. you're just driving down Eleventh Street now, you have to be very careful of people and their items now falling out into the street uh, because they are they they're aware of the fact that they're about to be moved. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's see here. The New Jersey diocese. How many, I know that you're not a, a, a strict practitioner, how many dioceses are there <laughs> in the country? Because I know there's a Knoxville diocese that I guess we're under, and they said the New Jersey diocese of the Catholic Church is going to have to pay $87.5 million to, you know, kids and their families who were subjected to sexual abuse by priests or right. somebody inside the, the, the clergy. 
I mean, but is it If that's a state, New Jersey. Is it only Catholic though? Isn't is it not like Episcopalian? I know there's an Episcopalian. Uh, Presbyterian. Diocese. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know how they divide it up because New Jersey's got a lot of folks in it. Well, Half yeah. of New York City's population really drives over from New Jersey every day. Yeah, and you know? most of them are either Irish Catholic or Jewish. So is it just a is it population or is it geographic region? Like I no said, idea. if we're under the Knoxville, that's a long way away. You know, New Jersey is is New Jersey. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I, yeah. I you know, the, the swamps of Jersey. Jersey is the Garden State. I don't know what to think. The Jersey Shore. I have all these pictures in my head. None of them are really all that great. I, I, no, I can't New, picture it being okay. the Garden State. But it is actually the Garden State, and there are parts of New Jersey that are actually really beautiful. Um, a lot of my family live in New Jersey. That doesn't mean anything. No, but my family live in some beautiful places it's, too. You know, it's There's not Hackensack or There's some good people who live in some sorry it's not, places. It's not near the airport in Newark. I mean, that's disgusting. There are zero countries on the CDC's do not travel list. First time we've had that since the actual pandemic began, since we first heard of uh, Omicron or Omicron, as everybody like to used to call it. And several people, we actually have a couple of anchors who still say Omicron from time to time. Um, Arizona, we have a wildfire that has spread to 6,000 acres, causing evacuations there. Zero percent contained. How often do you hear that? High winds, you know, brush is going to go up. Kansas, the entire state of Kansas is under high alert because they have high winds, extremely dry conditions. They're actually experiencing a drought, and they're dreading one lightning strike. But this is the Tunnel Fire, which is up near Flagstaff, which is the northern part of uh, Arizona, the northern part of the state. President Biden is going to visit New Hampshire to announce the $1.2 trillion, which is what they finally settled on, infrastructure package. And we didn't mention this yesterday and should have. My fault. Uh, I kind of skipped over it. All American steel. All American steel. President Biden is having to do some things that he definitely did not foresee uh, coming into the presidency, you know, it, we were going to get off of fossil fuels and now we're actually drilling offshore. We're going to be drilling on federal land. We've got to do something to ease the pain at the pump. Story on that coming up to a kind of a funny one, actually, that has to do with Chattanooga. But the also not putting tariffs on imported steel, just saying we're not going to use it for the infrastructure project. If you want to be a part of this, if you want to get the federal funds, you have to swear that you will use American steel. And that is an hmm. unusual move, okay. one that I think will be very, very popular in certain states and certain areas. Sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, listened to an interview this morning with Ben Hodges, retired Army general. He was the commander of U.S. forces in Europe for several years who had a very different take on what's going on in Ukraine. He says the Russian state will fail in five years. He said that the, the pathetic nature of what has happened in Ukraine, and we're not talking about just the genocide of the war crimes, we're talking about the actual status of the Russian army. He said he is absolutely flabbergasted at how inept they have proven to be. Yeah, Mariop I read, I read Ma that Mar too. Mariupol should have fallen in the first couple of days. It should have been taken in the first couple of days. It's eight weeks and they're still hanging on. How long do you think they can hang on? I don't know. I don't. Well, I think the folks in the steel plant are going to die. I don't I mean if they don't, then they're going to continue to use bunker buster bombs until they just destroy the entire thing. 
But I mean, that's just one town and then they'll get what they said, you know, they wanted, they wanted that land mass, the Donbass region. But the, the conscripts for the Russian army all come from little towns and rural areas. They're not coming from St. Petersburg. They're not coming from Moscow and the families of the rich. And he said, one of the main things, we don't just need to be sending ammunition and supplies to Ukraine. We need to be sending truth to the Russian people because they're not hearing yeah, they how know. poorly they're faring. And now what they're doing is, of course, they're hiding their own dead. They're hiding the numbers of their own dead. There are 20,000 Russian families who don't know that their son or brother or husband is dead. They're That's not so they're sad. not they're not sending the news back home. Yeah. He said this is going to come like a crushing blow when they realize just how terribly they actually fought. And, and and the amount of number that they're just they're hurting, they're starving, and I mean when you start hearing you know stories of rape and 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 pillaging and stuff like this, well rape is rape, but I mean pillaging is that's survival. They're hungry. Yeah. They they can't get supplies. I'm not feeling sorry for them. I mean on a, on a human level, an individual level, I guess you can. Um, and it, interesting though, he, he said the Russian state in five years will no longer exist as we know it. And just think, you know, 20 years ago, Russia had become our friend. They were they were just our, our friend and trading partner, right? And to look at how, how everything has reversed 100%. Uh, three sailors dead on the same Navy carrier based in, in Virginia, the George Washington. Um, interesting that the picture of the woman has been released, neither of the males and they haven't said suicide, but it's sounding like suicide, very much like it, or possibly accidental overdose. Hmm. You don't think those those guys are popping pain pills too? Oh, yeah. Now, the picture of the young woman, again, Russell would roll his eyes when I said this, it's clearly a selfie or somebody who took it off her for one of her profiles, mm-hmm. Facebook or Twitter or something, extremely attractive. Uh, they're trying to find out if there was a connection between the three we know that suicide is rampant in the armed forces right now, but this is clearly unusual. Georgia has, we talked about this briefly, um, has had an unexpected dust up over their mental health bill. They actually got a unanimous vote finally. There were three, there were three state legislators that voted against it. It went back to committee. They changed the language a little bit because of the misinformation and disinformation on social media out there. They literally had state lawmakers that were talking about Disney and the princess predators mm-hmm. from huh. Disney. That's that's a new term. And if you disagree with, you know, the QAnon freaks out there, then now you're being called a groomer and a potential predator and pedophile friendly. And, you know, we've already seen it at the, the, the national level with Margie Taylor Greene and, and the Supreme Court Justice. Um, so it, it got a little uglier than people thought it was going to get. This was something that had unanimous support. They had all the experts in on it, but QAnon and social media worms its way in and start talking about, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, math, math makes your kid gay, you know, down in Florida. That's and, a sad, and, and, obviously and, and, a satire, but yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what he sounds like. Uh, and and uh, that's it's just it's it's He's just a moron. The idea the idea of being called simply because you disagree with somebody, with that standpoint, now you have become a groomer, right? And pro and 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 pedophile friendly. 
those those are fighting words. Again, you live in an area like I live in, and it gets out that you are a child predator. That's a death sentence. Yeah, that's that's definitely a sentence to be ejected from the community because you that you know they'll burn your house down. And you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I love where I live. I'm just talking about rural areas. You can't. You can't lay that that sign on somebody and expect it not to have a profound effect. And that is the end of your upfront wrap up today. And this is what they swore. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. An opinion. And most of them stink. And this segment is brought to you by People's Home Equity. Their main message to you, People's Home Equity, Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, get pre-approved. If you're in the housing market, we're looking for a number of things to happen in the near future that may cool the housing market down. But right now, it's a very, very, very competitive market. You need to get pre-qualified, pre-approved. Saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Bruce Dodd, Trevor Glass, chatmortgage.com, two T's. 5919801. All right, back to DeSantis versus Disney. Um, <laughs> I actually don't have, and I've, I've mentioned this briefly in the past, I don't have a terribly strong opinion one way or the other on this one. And normally, I, just anything that Ron DeSantis is for, I'm against. Uh, but I've always bristled at the idea of Disney being so self governing. And I know everybody who lives in Orlando, if they're not actively employed by Disney in the security department, they hate the rat. Hmm. And that is exactly the way they refer to it. Disney is the rat, the, the rat that ate the state, uh, that ate Florida. And it's been that way since 1967. There was a small subdivision. I can't remember what they called it, you know, Windy Grass or something like that, estates. It was a small subdivision where Disney World actually began, and they made the deal going in, we will be self-policing. The things that happen on our property, we will handle, we will take care of. Now, we have a, a an example of that here, or we did. I don't know if it's changed since the, the mall culture has fallen out of favor, but mm -hmm. Hamilton Place Mall was the same way. Huh crimes could take place at Hamilton Place Mall, they would not be reported. They didn't have any, they had no requisite, you know, uh, perimeters or guidelines or instructions, or they were under no onus to report what happened to us, the people of the community, to the media. They didn't, there was, there was nothing that required them to do so. And the police, when they would show up, when there would be the occasional, you know, fight breakout or something like that, local constabulary were were stopped at the at the doors very often and and they they wielded it and they used it now now take that and, and multiply it a many many hundreds of thousands of times over and think about disney world and the acreage it contains and all of the other parks around it all fall under the same auspices and desantis wants to strip that clearly trying to punish disney for its stance on the don't say gay bill and you know they've been they've been leaning gay friendly since the day they made remember gay the gay day. I mean well, I think that's literally what they called it 10 12 years ago. Brian you were working with me at Talk Radio and they they wanted a gay friendly weekend and caught hell from certain you know corners but it was nowhere near I don't think that's a problem. as hot a topic as no. it is now. It yeah, was still really more controversial and more people had a gut reaction to it, but it wasn't the front burner topic that it's become now. Why? Because kids are there? Yeah. 
That was the reason. I think that's the reason. I, I don't I, understand some, some how. Some people just have a gut reaction to it just to begin with. So if with. something happens. In it's Florida's s- largest employer by far. So Disney. obvious, obviously it is. So if something happens at Disney, the police cannot or will not be called. I don't no. understand. What? Not, not, so not, what not, happens? not until their own police department decides to turn them over. If they want to turn them over to Orange County or whatever county it is, uh, I can't remember right now. You know, then, then that's that's what they do. And clearly, if the feds have to step in, the feds will step in. But they generally take care of their own business, and 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 that's it. And and I mean, that they have their own rules. That sounds corrupt in a way. It well, really that's does. my whole point. I've always thought that that was just a strange. What a deal with the devil they made in '67. Right. And and I I don't I guess Walt was even still was Walt still alive in 67 I have no idea. But I mean Probably. what a what a deal to make and nobody could have envisioned it becoming what it became. Right. I mean Disney owns everything now. Yeah. We're not talking about just yeah. one amusement park. That was it. It was an amusement park with a futuristic idea of you know of of all these different little you know themed lands you would go have to connected by monorail. I've never. I've only been to Universal. I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Disneyland. Yeah, I've in California. never been to Disney World. I've, I've I've been to Universal, so no, I can't. I can't say I ever have. I, I as as a kid, when they first started talking about it, it was what you know they were doing this in '67. It must have been 71, 72 when it started making, you know, the Time and Newsweek magazines yes. and, and how they were advancing. And I, the yes. idea of going to Tomorrowland That's exactly and riding the a monorail, oh, how cool would right, that be? Right. You know, nobody had a monorail. I know. And, uh, and, and stuff like that. And, I mean, you just envisioned being on jet in jetpacks. Yeah. But no, I have, I have not been. But So Walt Disney died in 1966. So okay. Disney, so Disney World didn't even open until 1971. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's he, right. everything that's happened in Florida has been since, since the passing of Walt away. Disney, yeah. yes. But all those land deals basically came with this, you know, section, and it was codified that we will be self-policing. So DeSantis is, he has definitely drawn a line in the sand. It's him versus Disney. We'll see how it goes. And I have to say, I have long wondered why they were able to get away with that the way that they were. I don't know. And and they, yeah, and corrupt. I mean, if you want to say they found people who were stealing from them, stealing from the people who bought tickets, essentially taking money out of their right. pockets, and it never made the news. They never went to jail. Yeah, that would be corrupt. Well, what did they do? I mean, how did how did they discipline that? Fire them. What if it was kicked a guest? Kicked, kicked, what if, if it they, were people? If they come? had, if they had had on campus housing, kicked them out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know any further details than that. If you talk to somebody who lives near it in Orlando, you will not hear many positive things. Do you still think DeSantis will want, run and win? That depends on what Trump does and what he's where his blessings are. I, I would have said absolutely he's going to run this is going to be a, this is going to be a deal maker or breaker right here yeah i think so and when you start throwing things around like princess predators when every young girl in america worships the princess world right which is kind of weird really and and, and relatively eh. new in the last 10 years or so i guess so i mean of the that, yeah, yeah yeah you might have people deciding you know what i i you know i did support this guy but since he went after Mickey and you know Pluto, 
and I, I just I can't anymore. People's memory, people's memories are short. A lot is going to happen in the next two years. Whether yeah. they there's win, there's no or way not. to predict. There's no way to project into the future. Whether they win or not, I I do not know and cannot tell. I have absolutely no idea. And that's your everybody's got one segment today. And now it's time for your duh category, the duh moment. Shua duh, brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors, real professionals with care and commitment and kindness. They will invest your money wisely with your consent. Always consulting with you. Always ready to talk to 710-9199, 710-9199. Gary and Tide, Gary Thurman and Tide McIntosh. They have their own podcast as well. Been done very well, very successfully for some time. Okay, I said I was going to bring up the Chattanooga gas prices. They're down. I know. Check this out. Down about me. 25 cents or so. This is reported from the Kansas City Star yesterday the kansas city star and the reason uh, that the kansas city star has is because it was somebody from kansas that noticed this gas station owner on verge of tears after undercharging for fuel in tennessee that's the headline (laughs) that's the headline and then there's a screenshot a screen grab from facebook by a guy named henry dehart from kansas city who was in chattanooga and stopped at a gas station and realized something was up. Now, give me a second. I'm just going to read this verbatim. It won't take long. For a brief few hours, a convenience store in Tennessee was offering perhaps the lowest fuel prices, perhaps, of any gas station in the country, only the owner didn't know it. One customer, Henry DeHart, knew something was wrong when after putting 12 gallons of premium gas in the tank of his car, the pump's digital readout displayed a surprising total five dollars and 64 cents oh wow that made the price per gallon 45 cents with the average cost of a gallon of gas hovering well over four dollars the price of premium gas in tennessee at 4.64 a gallon the deep discount would have been welcome if it wasn't so clearly a mistake the guy said in his own facebook post dehart went inside to explain the situation to the gas station owner he said a language barrier caused confusion at first what a surprise <laughs> So uh, can you imagine walking into most of those places and telling them how to do their business? Yeah. How is that going to go over? <laughs> so DeHart asked the owner for his receipt. The dollars and cents on the slip of paper s- soon spelled out the problem clearly, right. and the owner couldn't hide his pain. Here's a quote. He ran back around the counter, started poking at his screen, and then turned green. Nobody had told him in the last five hours. There's no telling how much money he uh, lost today. He was on the verge of tears, unquote. Oh, my God. Gas station owners. It does not say which gas station. I was going to ask it doesn't which say. one. Gas station owners usually make a very slim profit on gasoline sales, about 10 to 15 cents a gallon, according to the National Association of Convenience Stores. Rising prices hurt their bottom line as customers become less likely to buy snacks, drinks, or other in-store items because they're buying gasoline. Right. And another quote, what I find most frustrating about this is that this man with the guts to own a small business will get screwed over by all those people for half the day. All those people for half the day. So I'm not really sure exactly where, but the fact that it was reported in the Kansas City Star kind of caught my eye. It's not my problem, bro. Yeah, but if it happened to you, what would you do? Would you go in and tell them, or would you leave? Yes, no, no. Would you really, really? Yeah, I really, really would. There's no chance I'd tell them I'd leave. I would go in. I I couldn't do it. I I would. I've had had people make mistakes at convenience stores before and give me too much change back and get out of the car and realize it, and I take it back in every time. Now, if if I find a, you know, a $10 bill blowing across the parking lot, it's going in my pocket. And right. I know exactly who it came from. But no, I, I've, I've, I've told them before that they've... Can, can, I, can I 
yeah. tap dance on being sure. If if at if nothing else, just judgmental, but close to what somebody could consider racist. Let me be very careful here. I know a lot about a lot of these owners of these gas stations that are not from America. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And there's a lot of them that would would pull your wallet right out of your pocket as you walk out the door. Oh, I know. That's an over generalization that is not fair to many. I ain't got no love loss for most of them. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they'd do the same for me. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I got furious, furious at one convenience store employee who clearly is either the owner or the wife of the owner because she's always there in Dunlap. She is from the subcontinent of India. I do not know exactly where she's from. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But one day, the only place, the only place in Dunlap that sells non-alcoholic beer. And they're on the far side of town. They're the, literally the last place you go by on your way to Whitwell. And so if I have to go there to get a six-pack of NAs, which I do use, you know, I, that's where I go. And I, so they're used to seeing me, right? And they're used to seeing my dogs hanging out the car. And I usually get a little gas. And they, they sell chicken and all the rest of the stuff. And I went in there one day, and I grabbed a six-pack of what I thought were NAs. And there were two regular beers, Bush beers. They were Bush products they were stuck in the six pack. Mm-hmm. And so I took it up there and I went, oh, wait, wait a minute. And she started arguing with me that it was the same thing. And I was going, no, it's not. It's not the mm-hmm. same thing. I said, if I drank those two beers right there, I would be in serious trouble with myself right. and with with my conscience and, 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 and possibly with my wife or other people in the program if they knew I did that. You know I mean? That's, that's very uncool, very uncool. And she just really just, just went off. It's, it's the bush. It's the bush. I'm not trying to be racist either, but I was uh, the bush. I was going, it's not the bush. I said, these are non-alcoholic. This is alcoholic. You should not have attached these two. If it fell apart, it fell apart. Stick it back out there. I, I don't know who else buys it. Somebody else does it other than me, been, clearly. It could have been another customer, though. It might have been, but that's what I'm saying. Her arguing with me about yeah. going and replacing the two or taking the six-pack back Well, she could have just read place. the labels. I know, could not, but she didn't take the time to do that. Well, I deal with... with I, so I went back... To, I, went, I, I paid for it and then went back out there and I did the old, I'll take whatever's left out of 30 in my gas tank. And, of course, she rang it up as 30 plus what I just got, oh and I went out there, and, <laughs> and I realized what happened. I went back in. I said, man, you're messing. I don't have that money. I don't, I, oh, you just, you just gave me too much gas. I didn't have that. I just gave you everything I had. She went off again for the second time. Well, I deal with invoicing every day from convenience stores all over the nine-county stretch, and we have uh, money and product issues all the time. If right. they, we didn't, I wouldn't have a job. And the first, time, first thing I ask when I ask the driver what, what – kind of store it is what kind of issue do we have who owns the store i can honestly so that way i know how we're going to approach yeah, how we're going to exactly. fix this egregious it, issue right, involving that's, money that's not racist that's practical that is practical yeah, and, and, and that, that is that is just that I'm is just trying to make a greater is, point i was going to say <laughs> that if you have to change your business approach with somebody based on who owns the store and who's going to be making the final decision and where they're from hey guess what that that's just reality that's 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 it's doing stereotype business. it's judge it's judging and they're probably some that i don't know where all the their the people, countries are from but it's 
you know, there's very few American-owned convenience stores in the country, but certainly in this people in in the Forbes 100 did not get there by being nice to everybody and just overlooking people's faults. (laughs) And they looked at you know they looked at greater patterns. There's no doubt about it. Also, while we're still in the duh category, this is what I just was going to say. This from the editorial from the Chattanooga Times side of the paper today. No wonder Tennessee schools have a hard time teaching history or anything else. The idea that this bill would give homeless people a bootstrap up out of homelessness by way of prison and help turn their lives around like the Nazi era Hitler who went on to order the imprisonment and deaths of millions of Jews and others is simply mind boggling. This, of course, is flashing back to yesterday's um, show and our uh, our wonderful state legislator from uh, Strawberry Plains nicely up there who used Hitler as a as an example of somebody who was homeless by choice and turned his life around uh yeah, it goes on what's more hitler didn't decide didn't decide to live on the streets to practice his oratorical skills after failing to gain admission to the vienna academy of fine arts he used up his savings ended up sleeping on park benches and begging for money he lived in a hostel for the homeless in vienna between 1910 and 1913, historians have noted that Hitler described this period of homelessness as the harshest and saddest time of his life. Okay, whatever. I'm going to say, can we stop talking about Hitler? No. I no. Mean, it's done. No, I, no, I, it's, no. Why, are we, why is he in the news? No, why are we not, still talking about him? Because he brought shows, it up. Nothing shows intellectual deficiency more than someone who uses Hitler in a sense. Yes, exactly. But, but, I mean, but I mean, he's using him as a positive example, a role model. He's a state legislator. I, I don't literally don't understand idiot. his point. Nicely would seem to be the poster child for why politicians should have a two-year term limit. Okay. It's not just that they're cruel. They're also not thinking through what they're doing. That's the editorial. There you go. Talk to the editorial staff on that one. Great. Now that I'm angry. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, here, I'll give you just a second. Uh, coming up Earth Day on Friday. Eco oh, well, Field Day that. at Miller Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just, I'm just gonna buy you some time. Thank Let you. you cool off there I'm good. A bit. I'm good. I'm good. You got the Wanderlinger thing? Pick up for a pint. Uh, Talk to Wanderlinger. Go to their remember. website. Here we go. All right. Uh, Friday, Abbey Road Live at Songbirds, 7 p.m. Twenty dollars gets you in the door. Enjoy a, f- a concert tribute to the Beatles. Earth Day celebration also Friday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Miller Park. It's free. Uh, lots of vendors, food trucks, live music, and more. Uh, Saturday is National Record Store Day. So Yellow Racket Records, who we love, will have hundreds of RSD exclusive titles for sale. Plus, there'll be an art um, an art market, happy hour, and giveaway, and live music. Thank you for getting that in before it actually happened. Since I've had the relationship yeah. with with Yellow Racket, yeah, yeah. we have lo- we've missed Record Store a Day. A couple things, yeah. You know, by a day or two every single year. Right. So, tickets for that show are fifteen dollars, and all attendees will get ten percent off non RSD exclusive records. What is RSD? Record Store Record Day. Store Day. Record oh, Store Day. Duh, duh. That was the dumb moment. You, you know what CDIS means? <laughs> I do know what that okay. means. <laughs> Chattanooga Driving Show, just in case you didn't. Also Saturday, uh, boating and birding at McClellan Island uh, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. $65. It'll cost you. The Nova Conservation is hosting this fundraising trip to help with local con- conservation efforts. That's where McClellan Island began. Everybody yeah. called it Audubon Island. It was a bird-watching and well, yeah. sanctuary. Yes. It kind of still is on yeah. one end. 
Um, don't forget that this weekend is the opening of the Chattanooga Market on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's also the opening day for the Brainerd Farmers Market, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., uh, lo- located at the Grace Episcopal Church parking lot um, on Belvoir Avenue. Sunday, what's going on? A Black Heritage concert um, what are fr- you at, doing? at 4 p.m. Located at UTC's Chaddock Hall at 725 Oak Street. It's free. The Battle Ensemble, led by Jerome Devante, will perform a full concert featuring all black composers. And also, don't forget that Mother's Day is May 8th. Wow. That is just around the corner. Just around the corner. Ooh, I had forgotten that. So get your cards, put them in the mail, order your flowers and whatever. Get that on my calendar. Uh, real quick, are you are you about wrapped up? I'm done. I'll tell you some things, something that a lot of people are not going to be doing. Watching Netflix. Did y'all see the numbers on Netflix? No. First what time happened? ever. First time ever they have had this kind of drop. Their customer base fell by two hundred thousand subscribers during the first quarter of the year, January through March, fell by two hundred thousand subscribers stock dropped 23 percent on this news didn't you just they had predicted quit? they had predicted it was going to go up by a couple of million two and a half million and told their their stockholders that it was going to go up by two and a half million and it dropped by two hundred thousand somebody was telling me they they recently canceled netflix no that i've was been not you no i've been in and out of netflix for years the market's oversaturated and right now one of the biggest uh app kind of uh add-ons to your banking or whatever it is the the way it's set up i don't know exactly is to uh to alert you of all your subscriptions and, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. are regularly dropping subscriptions it's called true bill that's one that's the biggest one yeah and then yeah. there's other ones too and it's there people are looking at this i got like 15 freaking subscriptions and, I know. and netflix is i mean it's great but they're, all the all of them are great well you, are. you you add one because you want to see one movie right and they're, yeah they're, okay, i got peacock to watch wrestlemania yeah, and got, it, got rid of the next day I was exactly. gonna say, and they 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 and they 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 basically give you an out but most people are lazy i'm gonna forget about it they they forget forget. About it. They i will about it. burn your introductory deals you will lose all kinds of money on me i am disciplined if more people were like you we wouldn't get taken to the bank I, to the cleaners so often i make uh, uh, uh notifications on my phone oh, don't do. forget to yes. cancel peacock on cancel. monday i right. do it every time seriously i do That's too so i do You're it so too. much more organized than i gave you credit for <laughs> I, i'm very good at it actually yeah give me an introductory no, credit I, card no, you're gonna hey, get burned want, no interest coming from me i mentioned maybe. cody's staying with us and and cody literally i said why don't you run down to get us a couple of pizzas at domino's for dinner i mean rebecca's running late she doesn't want to come home and cook anything and i don't want to go back out again so he gets on the phone and for he gets he gets and he, he gets, gets he delivered. gets two pizzas yeah and uh, no, we're we're too far out for delivery. He still had to go get it. They okay. they don't come to us. But I'm but I'm saying. But then he 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 gets the two pizzas. He tells me what the price is going to be. And so I'm pulling money out of my pocket. Uh-huh. And then he goes, wait a minute, let me look for coupons. Yeah, exactly. And then he uses coupons and he uses their own in store discounts and yep. ends up getting it for like a third of the price. My daughter's doing the same. And, he, and he's like cha ching. And I'm going, I never do that. I've never done that in my entire you life. You have to get your kids to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Chattanooga Drive-In Show with Jeff Stiles, Brian Stone, Pimp Jen Lambert, and normally... 
Russell the Love Muscle Stroud with news. Russell is out today. Slacker. And this is time for the Pimp's Corner. You can tell by the shaft music in the background. Chattanooga safety products. Oh, I probably just gave it away to Facebook now. They'll, they'll charge us and drop it this because I told them where I was. It's a variation on the shaft, thing, by the way. Chattanooga <laughs> safety products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga safety products. I know this topic is not going to interest either one of you in the slightest, well, but I am that. completely and fully engrossed in the Johnny Depp testimony that he gave yesterday, and he will give another one to, or actually gave it yesterday, and he'll give another one today. What's he accused he, of? He being is inappropriate. He's not. He's not accused. Uh, actually, he's he's suing Amber Heard for fifty million dollars for, for defamation. For defamation. Oh, good for character. Him. After yeah. she sued him, good for him, and had him charged and said that he physically abused her. Right. I watched some of that testimony. You you couldn't avoid you it couldn't yesterday. You couldn't avoid it. You couldn't avoid it. And you talk about. Oh, you could. I did. It was the best acting class. He could stop. have ever put on. You need to stop. He it. was acting. No, he, he was, was not. He was Captain Sparrow. No, from he wasn't. Jack Sparrow from the front to the back. He was, he was up not. gesturing and with his with his hands and he, he was gesturing about his he mother was, he was one going time. This way and that way and oh using, my goodness, what, what was it? he said? There, there's nothing in, in even close to the species of truth in that rumor. What is that that accent? That was where does that accent come from? Him he, and Madonna both get uh, British accents later in life. He lives all over the world yeah okay if i moved back to australia i guarantee i would you I'd, at this I'd, age i, I bet would, you i bet I you would might pick up a little bit of it well whatever his came from it it's it, the, the canary islands i don't know anyway i it's i don't i can't remember a time when a, an actor that major has ever gotten up and given a testimony before so it's very interesting to watch if you want to do that well i i I'm not. I'm saying. It's, I think he's being honest. I don't think it's an. It, it's a big acting. You can role. be honest. I don't think it's with a role. Flourish. Well, you can be honest with, with 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 a lot of gesturing and grand vocabulary. I mean, in the uh, and I, they were showing pictures of him at the beginning of this trial, and he came in looking like he'd just come in from a homeless tent on Eleventh Street. Why? Because he didn't with have his, his hair in a ponytail. His hair was all yeah, down in his face. Oh, whatever. He was looking like Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and then uh, and that and then yesterday he was all pulled back and he looked all sleek and debonair and yeah was using that. Oh my gosh! I thought and, he looked great. Now I tell you what was sick though. <laughs> he said what set her off, what began. Yeah. Her abuse of him this is dumb. was he took his own boots, boots off. off. That she said that was her job. Yep. That she was supposed to wait on him, hand and foot. I can't believe see, you watched it. You know, I mean, I couldn't. Like I you said, did you could watch it. It was it was on the news and it rolled right over into <laughs> ET. We didn't get it turned over to Wheel of Fortune fast enough because Rebecca was running oh late. I'm goodness. telling you, yeah. Uh, there is a Chihuahua named Toby Keith. One word who has uh, just been crowned the oldest living dog by the Guinness Book of World Records. Is he an asshole? He is 21. <laughs> is he a total jackass? Is Toby Keith? Yes. He's not a nice guy? Go back and listen to that song. Go back and listen to that song. Watch the video that I he did with Willie he Nelson, one of my heroes, uh, about you know uh, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. It's about a lynching mob. It's nice. about going out and lynching people. That's real nice. No, don't wait on a trial. Just do good old fashioned Western justice. And he's the one that he's the one that got into the whole you know whatever you want to call it with the Dixie Chicks. Well, don't they blame it on the, the Chihuahua. Good yeah. lord. Yeah, he was. An he's asshole. old. Jerk. <laughs> um, all right, this is a serious one. I I'm sh 
this is all probably old news by the time you're hearing my opinion on it. There is a video of police in Syracuse, New York. Uh, it's blowing up all over social media right now. It shows them arresting a terrified, traumatized eight-year-old little boy who was suspected of stealing a bag of chips. The little boy is black. The three cops are big, white, very aggressive guys who were manhandling him. And there was even a neighbor filming um, and tried to intervene. He even offered to pay for the chips to no avail. Could have been handled very differently, in my opinion. Um, who knows what the background story is there? You know, who knows? I'm just thinking about more things about Toby Keith I don't like. Oh Go ahead. I'm sure the police are going to say something like, well, we're trying to prevent him from going down the, uh, you know, a bad track. What did you? Did I you, didn't see it. So it's it's. Watch the video. I'm not going. Do to remember? Do remember of us getting awful. talking about the the most recent police shooting, the black guy up in Grand Rapids, and I was saying, looking at the the body cam video of the officer that was approaching the fight between Loyola and the officer mm -hmm. and he had gotten the officer's taser i said that's the one that's one of those that i'm going to have to come down on the police's side well guess who didn't yesterday the medical examiner for grand rapids right who's 95 years old mm -hmm. but he i don't know if he was in retirement came out of retirement but he said that the man was executed held down and the bullet was literally the gun was put to the back of his head and the trigger pulled and said that there were no other injuries on his body that would have indicated a struggle, even though you see the struggle. Yeah. You see the struggle happening, but apparently, according to him, and certainly planting doubt and seeds of doubt on a lot of people's minds, it was not anywhere near as intense as the officer said it was. Well, three giant black, three, three giant white police officers have no right, in my opinion, to have treated this eight-year-old little boy the way that they did. I mean, why does a why do you put a cup cuffs on an eight year old kid? I mean, they were they were they literally had him tightly held and were forcing him into the back of well, the it, car. Once he's in the back of the car, he's in a cage. There's nowhere he's going to go. Why would you have to handcuff him? This poor kid, he'll never get over this. This will be traumatic for life. Anyway, um, starting May first, packages through USPS may take an extra day or two to arrive. The Postal Service is hoping to save money by slowing down deliveries. It's part of their 10-year plan to reduce $100 billion in projected losses. So be prepared to wait for your stuff. All right. Tom Brady's last touchdown ball sold at auction for $500,000, but the buyer was kept anonymous until now. His name is Ron Furman, and he's a wealthy real estate broker from Florida. Of course, he was pretty pissed when Brady unretired. I was going to say, it's not going to be his last touchdown right. ball. So the auction house agreed to void the sale and refund the money. However, the guy that bought it says he's not opposed to bidding again on the next one. Okay. <laughs> um, I, have, I have a few more things if you want to go, go through them. Go ahead, fire it up. The Bode, which I'm a huge fan of downtown, the hotel, is getting a new mural which I think is wonderful. Local artist Alicia Vera uh, uh, Buckles and Morgan Diane, you can check out their colorful, colorful mural making process by, uh, by going to their Instagram pages. Um, 
this one is kind of, per I don't know why it's personal to me. It shouldn't be. But ever since I've lived in Chattanooga, that little blue building on Fraser. Northside Lunch. No, I was going to yes, mention it. I was going to mention right it. Next I was I was going to mention it at the very end of the show. Okay. No, it no, was, it was very personal to me. Okay, very we, personal. We we fought to keep it open. Yeah. They they tried to close it down when they, you know, opened up the the bridge. Right. And then they tried to close it down again when the North Shore started taking off. Right. And it was owned by just a couple of little old ladies who right. worked in there and they had meatloaf Wednesdays. Sure. And we went in there every Wednesday. And it was a ramshackle place, ramshackle yeah, yes. place, where you got a meet and three, and right. basically like Zarzars. It was yeah, very akin to Zarzars. But tiny. Nowhere near yeah, as big. Yeah. And it was an old building, but it employed these people that have been working there all their lives. And we actually, we had t-shirts made. Right. Save the meatloaf. Save <laughs> right. the meatloaf. We yeah. did. And I mean, we, we raised money, and they left them alone. And those women still worked for another three or four years. And then they came in, and sure enough somebody from Atlanta bought the property came and bought with it. big plans for it, That's big, right. big, big plans for it, closed the restaurant. We lost our meatloaf Wednesdays. These women were basically unemployed and didn't do a damn thing with it for a decade and a half. No, they boarded it up. Yeah, it made you know, it look like crap. It became kind instead of, of a an working eyesore. instead of working a working luncheon right. that employed people and gave you another place, another option to eat on the north side of the road. And there weren't very many back in those days. That's right. There was town and country, the mud pie, yeah. and and the little north side lunch place. That's well, right. it's gone. That's right. It's completely gone. And here's the thing: the guy that bought it is saying that he received a letter from the city telling him he had to demolish it. Well. The city is saying, no, he didn't. We never sent him a letter saying well, he had to demolish they, they it. There's something really big was going to happen there a, a decade and to, a half ago. He wants to put a hotel there. Well, good, good luck. Or a small inn now because of COVID. We'll see. Anyway, that, I, I, that I, was no, just really sad. I, I, I agree. No, it, it was it was That could have been something me. really cool. Just like Nikki's. The demolition happened before anybody knew it. It was already done. That's right. They've learned their lesson. And he lied they've to learned the press. That, they've learned their lesson that if they give people advance notice, folks will argue. Right. All right. Muscle Flex is out because Russell's out. I would just say mountains looking at each other. The storytelling aspect and segment of the podcast, Chattanooga Drive-In Show, is brought to you by the Intentional Living Project, Bruce Dodd's podcast and website, theintentionallivingproject.com. Learning about learning to live more intentionally with your money, relationship, time, thoughts, everything. Learn from successes and failures. And Bruce is a follower of his own philosophy. It's also brought to you by Color Creek Press. Color Creek Press uh, have been printing t-shirts, screen printing for 30 years. They are located downtown right on Cherokee Boulevard. Uh, they do custom screen printing. They'll do your graphic design for you. They'll get the t-shirts for you or they will print on the t-shirts you bring in. Uh, they can do an up to eight color design for you and the way to reach them most easily is to go to colorcreekpress.com or to call them at 637-0383. The story today is quick and simple and it just has to do with the Erskine Oglesby uh, story. And again, I, I don't know where, I don't know what, I have no idea. There are no details to it whatsoever. The official report, uh, arrest report, just says theft of property. Theft yeah. of property. So, oh. I mean, huh. again, sh shoplifting. That's right. the Hamlet County took items arrest without report. paying okay. for it from a store. I, we had in our tiny town where I went to high school, and this is not Ohio, where down in Georgia, Bowden, 
a legendary, legendary football coach that was there when I was there. Uh, we, we never beat, we considered the Carrollton Trojans. Carrollton is the nearby town about the size of, of Cleveland. That's the big town. That's the big city. You mm -hmm. know, to, to, you know, you, you drive in from anywhere, Ramburn, Bowden, or these other places out there in the little bug tussles, and you go to Carrollton when you want to go to town. And the Carrollton Trojans were our arch enemies. When my dad played football, they were our arch enemies. Now, they did not see us as a rivalry because we never beat them okay. until I was actually a junior in high school. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it happened twice. And in that year, we beat them twice, and we beat them one more time after that, and then that's it. And they, they got to be bigger than us to, to the fact that we can't even, we don't even play them anymore. But our coach, who was extremely good, his name was Ben Perkins, and I, I can't tell this story without, without telling his name. Now, I will not tell his wife's name. Uh, his wife is the one that's actually the center of the story. But Coach Perkins was a good man. He was an excellent man. His family was just great stock, good genes, good DNA. Um, his daughter ended up marrying a, a, a very good friend of my stepfather, and I see him a lot when I go down there. Mm -hmm. Opened up a steam cleaning business for, for homes in, in that area. And But Coach Perkins, I remember when I went to tell him that I wasn't going to play football anymore. He was not heartbroken. I wasn't that good. Uh, but, I mean, he, he, he let me down easy. He said, your dad's going to be disappointed because my dad was a legendary jock. Nice guy. His wife was a kleptomaniac. I mean, she wasn't a shoplifter in the traditional sense. She was a kleptomaniac. She had a real problem. She could not stop. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know is because my dad owned a hardware store, an Otasco store. Have y'all even ever heard of an Otasco? No. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a competitor at that time of Ace Hardware. Okay. And so we sold everything, but it wasn't just hardware. I mean, we sold sofas, we sold stereos, we sold guns, and we sold all kinds of fishing lures, but it was a, mostly a hardware store. You get a bike along or something like that. But she, it was just well known when she came into a store anywhere around Bowden, the merchants would have to watch her carefully like a hawk and more often than not would have to stop her upon leaving and say, you're going to have to give that back. And I said, I'm not going to use her name. Anybody, if they really are interested, they can figure it out. Mm -hmm. She's long gone. But, I mean, she couldn't stop herself. Yeah. She had money. They had money. She was well-dressed. Imagine a younger Aunt B. That was okay. the kind of air she had about yeah. her yeah. and had that purse, to, you, know, you know, just clung to it tightly mm -hmm. wherever she went. Well, that purse was always filled with stolen stuff mm. everywhere. She, and it was stuff she didn't need. She would steal like a fishing lure. She <laughs> didn't go fishing. That's, it was that's, just, that's it was, psychological. That's, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what the situation is with him, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying it was one of the weirdest things. It was, it was like living in an episode of Andy Griffith. Right. Where there was an eccentric character who was tolerated by the town, even though their actions Mm -hmm. were against the law. Who, and and she was never one time that I know of actually brought up on charges. Wow. And this had, this was for years, years and years. Do you remember the It Girl from the 90s? Of course you do. Who? She's she's still in stuff now. Winona Ryder. Oh yeah. She's she, did she the same was thing? a kleptomaniac. Seriously? The yeah. big comeback in Stranger she Things. She had all the money in the world. Yeah. And she would go into stores into the dressing rooms. There's and there's steal definitely stuff. something there's definitely something in the human brain that that goes haywire 
and people like a magpie, they just cannot help themselves. Something's bright and shiny. They want to take right. it. I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company since 1887. Bringing fine drinking water and just playing good old-fashioned H2O to you, your home, your house, your business, your peeps. Thank you very much, Tennessee American Water Company. Appreciate you guys sponsoring this show. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. All right, since Russell wasn't here, I saved a couple for this. A little bit more newsworthy items. State of Georgia, Operation Blooming Onion, involving actual people with the Department of Labor and human trafficking. Okay. Now, not human trafficking necessarily in the sex prostitution sense, even though there is at least one rape case involved. It was more in the migrant workers sense. Okay. And being in the Department of Labor, Brett Busey, uh, Maria Leticia Patricio, two Georgia Labor Department officials that are now either under arrest or about to be part of the investigation into this. Now, you would think that this is the kind of thing that would get the attention of your congressional representatives and your governor, but MTG, Governor Demp, have not said one word about it. This is actually a real problem with real people, grown people, and they have solid, substantial evidence. There are people living way beyond their means because they were accepting bribes to get workers out in the field, and they called it Blooming Onion because it was mostly in the onion fields down in South Georgia. Okay. Maybe they should worry about that more than calling somebody a groomer because they don't like the, you know, taking away the math textbooks in Florida, something like that. I was asked about this earlier this morning, and I'll go ahead and mention it here. A lot of talk about stadiums going on in Nashville. The legislation is moving slowly through, but it is moving for Hamilton County to be able to take some of the money made by the new stadium. They're assuming that the stadium will be built, the new stadium for the lookouts, down on the south side, and they will be able to take a chunk of it for K-12 through education, very similar to what they did for the Knoxville Smokies. I already asked you the question about the diocese, the Catholic diocese, wherever, I don't know if it was Knoxville or wherever, who made this decision, but there was a big event coming up in Chattanooga Mm -hmm. at the convention center for the end of May, it was called the Congreso Catolico Centinella. All right, notice how I rolled my R's there. These three people were told that they could not speak and they were featured speakers. Uh, Rafael Diaz, Fernando Casanova, and Luis Roman. All of them high-ranking officials in the church, but their presence on social media and their stance on things like masking, COVID, Mm-hmm. Um, buying into some of the, the, the disinformation, misinformation, just the plain balderdash that was out there, and also speaking out against the Pope, they were told they could not speak. Now, I think the event goes on just without them. Wow. Median home price of Chattanooga now, $300,000. We've passed that mark. Did you ever think it would be that high? No. I mean, that's amazing to me. I remember when our friends said, <laughs> I shouldn't use their name, Friends and supporters of this podcast, very good long-time friends, when they built a home up in McDonald outside of Udawa, Hooterville, mm-hmm. yeah. and told me that it was going to be about $64,000, $65,000. And it's back in the 80s. I'm like going, holy moly, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. What's the payment on that going to be? It's going to be about $600 a month. Oh, my God, $600 a month. Yeah. I mean, that just seemed like such a substantial amount of money. Yeah. 
$300,000 now, the median price. When I moved to Chattanooga in 96, the house, we lived in Brainerd at the time. The house was $84,000, what we bought it for. Our mortgage was under $600. One more here, also stadium related. Uh, one of the CFC folks here, you know, we, we share our space. We actually use these studios. They're inside the headquarters of the Chattanooga Football Club. So we're, we're fans. We always will be fans. And, you know, we, we, we want them to succeed. And one of their folks stuck their head in this morning and said, was that story in the paper this morning? I said, what? And he goes, the one about the stadium. I said, yes, on the front page, I was talking about the one of, you know, going yeah. on in Nashville. And that's not what he was talking about. It's in the sports section, right. which you rarely see me bring a sports section in here, but I have it. And it's actually kind of an opinion piece and a thought starter. And this is a good one for you, Brad. I'll turn it over to you if you, if you want to kind of dive into it maybe for tomorrow. But it's talking about, will the Lookout's new stadium affect Fort Finley, as it, you know, as, has become to be known and Finley's multifaceted purpose, you know, they've just now kind of really started hitting a lick with CFC. You got the Kane Brown concert coming up where they're expecting 20,000 people to fill that place for a concert, which has never happened before. They, they, they sold us the idea of Finley as a multi-purpose stadium and facility and venue and then never really used it for anything except UTC football. That's right. And, of course, it includes the pavilion as well. Here we are with the market coming yeah. up, you know, this weekend, starting yep. this weekend. And there, the whole thing is kind of a thought piece, as I said, about what will happen. And yesterday the, the uh, stadium uh, corporation had a meeting, and our friend Chris Thomas, long time, you know, friend Chris Thomas used to run the market for a long time. Um, he is the head of it now, and they're concerned – that the competing stadiums will be well will be more competitive than they want to be. In other words, somebody who wants to come in, say Kane Brown, they sell twenty thousand tickets. It turns into a huge success. I think Skinner played there once. They had a huge Christian contemporary Christian concert there once that got lightninged out. I was there. Um, and they just really didn't want people on the field, especially after they got the artificial turf, because they're just lit cigarettes and chewing gum and things like that are, are, are enemies of artificial yeah. turf. It's not, it's not a good venue for, uh, for a, a big no, concert. No. It's just not. I, that, that, that Kane Brown show is going to be a bleep show. Um, I, 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 it's, I have it's not going to go over well. Well, they, they seem to think it's going to be huge. Oh, they're going to make some money off it, but it's not going to, it's not, the user experience is going to be terrible. And I love Chris Thomas, a good friend of mine. I love everybody. This is my favorite property in the city of Chattanooga yeah. is where it's, it's a block from where we're sitting right now. So I'm not a hater. It's going, it's not going to go over well. I'm saying it, uh, if, they might if, make some money, but it, the user experience is not going to be in good. In my time there, what I tried to sell and I, I was only there for one summer working for Frank Burke when he was put in charge, and it was it was to try to sell the idea of just the five thousand blue seats, the actual you know stadium club seats, not the benches, and put up pipe and drape and actually have a show right there on the sideline that would play to a five thousand seats, mm -hmm. which is what is in the stadium club. There's five there's five thousand blue seats, plastic seats there. I thought that would be a doable outdoor venue. No takers, no attraction whatsoever. And now they're saying that what will happen is that like this show will be big and suddenly we're going to get on the map 
And then with a new stadium coming in, instead of looking directly at Finley, they'll start playing one stadium off against the, the other. I'll pass this over to you. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. We don't. We, we got to get out here in, 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 very soon anyway. But uh, the short answer, will the new st- if there's a new stadium, if and when, uh, will it affect here? Short answer, I believe, is no. I but, agree. And the reason that I say that it won't, this is not going to go over well from a fan experience, you don't just host a 20,000-person event when you never host 20,000-person events and it goes well. Right. It just doesn't work that well, way. I'll just go ahead and say this. We'll, we'll, but good we'll, for them for filling it up. I'll, I'll do the rant and we'll call it a day since the top of the pops was going to be the Save the Meatloaf story in Northside Lunch. <laughs> I literally didn't even know that this place had come down until today when I saw I the picture either. in the paper. I didn't either. So it kind of hurts my heart. It but anyway, sad. the rant, uh, usually when I do it is in this section. It comes from the Sunday Times Free Press, the opinion section, 25 words or fewer, and I just handpicked a few of them here, just like a tweet. It kind of just gives you a snapshot of what people are thinking about out there. Hopefully, we're talking about the same thing you're thinking about. Disney, you will regret forsaking traditional family and scientific genders. We will no longer support your wokeness with our dollars. We are the majority. The TFP's weekly What Didn't Happen Last Week segment might consider changing its name to Latest Highly Improbable Right-Wing Lies. Obama begat Trump begat Biden. Why don't we elect who's best for the country instead of reactionary choices? We've suffered enough. Biden, what's your bumper sticker say? Somebody else else for president. Someone else else for president, yeah. Biden said he wouldn't raise taxes, but causing inflation is a tax on everyone, even the 56% that pay no tax. Way to go, Joe. Republicans filed out while the applause for Judge Jackson was still ongoing. Since when is intentional disrespect considered statesmanship? I don't think anybody's accusing our Congress of being statesmen at this point. Police wouldn't have to worry about the release of body cam tapes if they just did the right thing from the beginning. One for you. Josh Hawley voted against Ukraine relief and then complained it was going too slowly. Do his constituents recognize his hypocrisy? No. When a, pol- <laughs> when a politician calls for action, all that means is they wrote letters. Doesn't really address issues, just sounds like, and enforce and pass laws instead. This one says, I voted for Marjorie Taylor Greene simply because she was a woman. Now I am so ashamed of her. I will not make that mistake again. Real quick, do both of y'all believe that there will be a whole lot of women who vote for Sabrina Smedley simply because she's a woman on the ticket? Well, she still doesn't seem to care about that, so no. I don't know. It was your personal decision. Live with it. I will not be held responsible for your student debt. You can't have my tax dollars. Womp says he didn't inherit a job. Daddy being a congressman certainly didn't hurt. Hollander, what does Biden have to do with Hamilton County and being mayor? Sabrina Smedley says she's not one of the good old boys. However, she is one of the good old politicians with eight years on the county commission, and that's it. That is your regional. If, if I did a quick poll of people who are more a little bit more than acquaintances of mine, which is a lot, a lot of people, how many people actually vote for the Hamilton County mayor? I bet it'd be an embarrassingly tiny amount of people. And these are people single, I probably you know, like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, single, so single I, digits. Wh- who's voting for what and why? I, there's no telling. Um, the um section where we just say um until we remember if there was anything we forgot. All I had was a little bitty poll about misinformation also getting in between doctors and their patients. And when asked the incorrect perceptions about COVID-19 vaccines that physicians report hearing most often from patients, 61%. They say it's unsafe because the development was rushed. 51% say it's unnecessary if they were previously infected. There is some truth to that. 45% say it modifies their DNA. That's what they're scared of. 34% say they're afraid it's going to lead to infertility. 29% 
believe, 29%, a third believe that it contains a microchip. Whatever. And okay. 20% says it causes COVID, that they're actually giving it to us on purpose. Okay. That's scary. That, that, that third of America still terrifies me. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Continue to spread the word. We appreciate you.